Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We are beginning tonight's shear in Simon Tafresh Memches. We are up to Sif Yud Beis, the second to last line on page 234. The Mechaber says in Sif Yud Beis, Mechotmo ve'elach, from the Chotem and onward, the Hainu Mimokum Shemasfil Lishapeya Ad Pitma. From the place where it starts to get more narrow on the top of the esrog until the pitum, and the Bi'alacha says including the pitum, posel chazazis v'chol shinui mara b'koshu. So as we've seen before, the Mechari tells us again that a chazazis and any change of appearance will pass though even with a koshu when it's on the chotem. V'yesh misha omer d'huadin d'yavesh posel shom b'koshu. There are those who say, that also a dried out spot, a Yavesh spot, will also passel on the Chotem with the Koshu. Says the Mishaburah Sevkatan Memhe, as we turn to page Kuf Yudchas, the Koshin Wimare, Kigon Shachor, the Lavan, Kemavur, Lekamon, Besifta Zayin. Examples of a Shin Wimare is black or white spots, as we will see later in Sivta Zayin. So they will pass on the Chotem B'Koshu, says the Mishabura V'davka Kishinira Lakol. This is specifically going to pass if it's visible to everyone. But if it's not visible to the eye because it's so small, and you have to actually start staring at it, that's not considered the Koshu that passes. Now if you look in the Sharetzion and Osmentes, we referenced this in last night's shir. This idea that has to be near Lakol, this is the Yerabe B'Shem the Mabit. Ubira Primigodan, if you want to explain, the Kevon, the Bechotmo, Hatam, Sheshom, Odom, Roe, Yosem, and Bishar Makomos. The reason why the Chotem is more Chomer is because there a person sees more than other places. Which is not the case where a person needs to analyze and to stare. And from afar he can't see it. Even on the Chotem, if it requires staring and analyzing, it will not pass. Now we're going to look at a couple of notes over here, very important notes, and we're going to begin with note number 85. So, in terms of the Geder, of how much Estaklus is required by the Bedik of the Esrog, the Mabit says, Shehadar nimda lufiha mafsik esa esro biodo. We 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 analyze whether it's hadar or not based on a person holding the esrog in his hands. Sheimkeshem mafzikenu biodo eno nira laayin. If when he's holding in his hands it is not visible to his eye, elokeshem mistakel boharbe. Only when he stares at it. Hareza nelshav hadar. That's considered hadar. If you don't see a problem when you look at it, you have to sit there staring at it. That's still going to be hadar. Any problem has to be noticeable by most people, but at first glance. Anything that needs Iyun, analyzing and staring, and from a little bit of a distance, you can't see it, that's going to be kosher. If even when it's close, you need to start staring at it, that won't pass. The next paragraph in note 85 says, What is the distance at which one has to look at the Esrog to see if it's considered Hadar? So Rabbi Yoshev says, 
it's the area in which you would hold the Esrog when you're being Yotze, your Mitzvah, without bringing any closer. You hold it at the place where you normally hold it when you do the Mitzvah. And from that place, if you need to start analyzing it and staring at it in a great manner, it's still going to be Kosher. The Shalash and Shuvah's Shuvah Savan Hagos, where Shturmbrach brings down an amazing Maisa. He brings a Maisa of Agon Reb Chaim Mibrisk, Bodak Esrog B'Zechuchus Magdalas. So Reb Chaim Brisker, as you can imagine, was analyzing his Esrog with a magnifying glass. Vachazanish Tomo, and the Chazanish was bewildered. Madua Tzarech Livdok B'Zechuchus Magdalas. If the problem is not seen by the eyes, why do you need ask the Chazanish? Why do you need to be analyzing it with a magnifying glass? They shivu agrach, and the grach answered, Sheladina hu maskim imo. Halachalamaisa mikradin rabchayim agrees to the Chazanish. You don't need a magnifying glass. Rak nirelo just appears to the grach, Sha'alko ponim yesh ezahidr, Sha'yiah estrog tomen belimum klau. He felt that there's some kind of hider that the esrog have no mum at all, even if it's not that visible. And therefore, Rav Chaim was using a magnifying glass, but the Chazunish was not really maskim. Let's look at note number 86. If by looking at it with your eyes, Tam, it looks like it's puzzle. And by staring at it, you realize it's Taka Kosher. Rabbi Yoshev says, We can be lenient about that. We don't go by what appears from your eye if it's against what the Metzius really is. So if you see closer up that it's okay, then it's okay. But, says Rabbi Yoshev, If from afar it looks puzzle, and by analyzing it, it looks puzzle. And only with a magnifying glass are you able to see that it's really okay. Says amazing. If from afar and with the analyzing it looks no good, and with a magnifying glass you realize it is good, that's puzzle. The magnifying glass cannot help you. Magnifying glasses do not determine halacha and halakul and halachur when it comes to an esrog. They are called talui b'mash and nira la'ayin. It all depends what your eyes see. So Yosef is saying it very clear. The Chazanish said it very clear. Rav Chaim was machmir for himself. Continues the Mishaburis of Katan Mamzayim v'yeshmi she'omer duhadin v'yavesh. And there is a shita that says, so too by yavesh, if there's even a koshu of yavesh on the chotem, it's going to pass through. The chain postal kael yiraba v'shari achronim and so passes the yiraba and the other achronim. The last after yavish, this chumra is not limited to yavish on the chaytem. Who has in sharp psul in the mishum hader? But really, any psul that's because of hader will be a problem as a kolshu on the chaytem. Mishabura continues if katan memches shom the kolshu. Again, it's only going to pass with the kolshu, the dry spot, or any other shinui mare. It's dafka if it's on the chotem. But any other place on the esrog will have the same din as a chazazis or a change in color, which is, as we stated already, 
if it's in one spot, it has to be rove of the esrog to pasul. Then bishnayim or bishloshim mekomos pasul apimiuto. If it's in two or three spots, it's menumer. So then it will be pasul even by a miut of the esrog. And we discussed exactly the details of that in previous shiurim. Let's go weiter in the mechaber sifya gimel. Chazdozes who kumo ababuos v'yesh po mamush. Even though we've been discussing the last few sifim about a chazdozes. Here the Mechaber gives us a deeper explanation of what it is. It's like some kind of blister. And there is mamoshes to it that you can feel it. Its place is recognizable by touch. It sticks out. Um, it's higher than the rest of the esrog. So you feel it with your hands. That's a chazazes. And the Ramos says, V'lochein yesh lahachshir oson chazazes shekorim oson ashkenaz mul. Therefore, we can be machshir the chazazes that they call Moshe Ashkenaz mul l'fish she'einan gevoa mishar ha'esrog. As opposed to a chazazes which the Mechaber told us it sticks out from the esrog, this type of chazazes which is called mul is kosher because it does not stick out above the rest of the esrog. V'yesh mishakosav v'yesh lachshira mitam. There are those who write that we could be matir for a different reason. Denechshavim mare esrog. That it appears that that mul is the appearance of the esrog. Mi'achar du regilim lios harbe kachs. As many esrogim have, this type of chazazas is going to be kosher. So the Ramah brings two reasons why this type of chazazas called the mul will be kosher. Number one, it does not stick out above the level of the esrog. And number two, they're the ma'achshirat because it's considered the Ma'ra Esrog since that is normal to have on an Esrog. We'll see more details in the Mishabura and some notes. The Mishabura writes in Sifkata Memtes Aba Abuos. Again, the Lush of the Mechaber was Chazazes Hukmo Aba Abuos. The interesting thing is Chazazes is Lush and Yachid, Aba Abuos is Lush and Rabin. So says the Mishabura, Yesh Omrim Dafka Shnei Aba Abuos. There are those who say that that which we're discussing at Chazazes always it has to be that there are two blisters. The Bolav Hochi Eino Bechlal Chazazes. Without having two, it's not a Chazazes. Aval Rabin Mehachronim Cholkim Azem. Many Achronim argue on this. The Daitim and their opinion is the Af Ababua Achas. Even one blister. Kol Shenira Lechol Adam Laayin. So long that it is recognizable by all people by their eyes. Below his stockless without staring at it. It's just readily noticeable. Mikri Chazazes. That alone is called a Chazazes. Now, if you look at note 88, he points out that this same diok that we're making in the Mechaber, kach dayak b'shal shuvah mabit miloshen Rashi. The mabit is medayak this from a Rashi in the Gemara Sukkah. Shepirish chazazas, Rashi explains what a chazazas is, kemen ababuos dakos. It's like small blisters. Umizesh akosav ababuos miloshen rabim, for the fact that Rashi is explaining a lotion of chazazes as blisters with a lotion of plural, mashmus shetzaroch lopacho shtea babuos. Mashmi need two of them. Achein, however, harbe poskim cholko al diktu zem, many argue on this diuk. Ubiaru sherashi kosov lotion rabim, that the only reason Rashi wrote a lotion rabim is kevan shezuha derech shaolos harbe ababuos ve'ein zebedafka. It's love dafka that Rashi is saying that you have to have um, numerous blisters, or at least two blisters to be considered a chazazis. That's just a normal way that they appear. They appear normally in groups. And therefore Rashi uses that language, but there is no diuk. So the Shibur already brought this diuk from the Mechaber, and then brought the Achronah that argue and say even one blister will have a din of a chazazis. Kasua, Postkim, third to last line, is the Kodamem test. The Postkim, right. 
Didafka Kishinola Khazazis me atmos ha esrog. A chazazis only gets a din of a chazazis with the chumras that it comes with if the chazazis was created from the etzim esrog itself. Avamash nasa mikomo okum the odo machmasha oktim osa kotim. But that which the esrog gets a little uh, a little twist, it gets a little red because of the thorns that are sticking into it. That's kosher. Now I'd like to look at note number 89, but the last point in 89, which is in the back of the Sefer on page 82, bottom right, the last paragraph, he writes, Stains that appear on an esrog because of the hands using the esrog, the Chsam Sofer writes famously, If the stains and the discoloration comes because of the shaking for the mitzvah, zeu hodo v'hadaro. That is the beauty of the esrog. That's kishmak. Ubeseifor rochas rovene muvash hachazonish v'asayfler biaru. So the stifler and the chazonish explain she'en kavonos achsam sofer shevekachu muhudar v'choshev yoser. It's not that a stain on it because he uses it so much is a maila. It's not that it's more choshev. Elo kavonoso shemaros elu heim b'chlal mara esrog. The Samsova just means to say that that discoloration is still considered the matter of the esrog. Because it only came about because you were doing the mitzvah with your hands. They say it's logical that Samsova only was lenient in this manner on other days besides the first day where the Arbamin Manat Daraisa. However, the first day where the Mitzvah Abba is Darais, so they didn't rely on this logic to be lenient. Let's go weiter in the Mishabura. We're up to Sifkata Nun on the bottom of page Kuf Yud Ches. We said in the Ramah two reasons to be Matir. That Chazozis, that's called an Ashkenaz Mul. Number one is it's not bumpy off the Esrog, it's flat with the Esrog. And number two, some write that it's considered the matter of the Esrog because it's very normal for it to be there. Says the Mishriburah, Sifkata Nun, Lafit Hamzeh, according to the second reason, that it's considered the matter of the Esrog, Afilu Gvoen Mishar Esrog Kosher. Then even if you don't have the first consideration, that it's flat with the Esrog, so even if it would be a little bumpy, and you would feel it like a regular Chazazis, but if it's the normal appearance that's always on the esrog, that would be considered the matter of the esrog and it would be kosher. This kind of chazazas that we're saying is not a problem, it doesn't matter whether it's fine on the chotem of the esrog or the other places. The achronim agree that you shouldn't be lenient. When it's higher than the rest of the Esrog, unless it's Shazat So even though there were Medayik over here, that according to the second reason, that it's not really a change in appearance, it's a regular appearance of the Esrog, so even if it's sticking out from the Esrog, it's going to be okay, but the Achronim bottom line writes that uh, you shouldn't be lenient when it sticks out from the rest of the Esrog, unless it's really a pressing situation. Now I'd like to look at note number 90 in the back of the Sefer, and then we'll see a Biralocha. In note number 90 on the bottom of page 82, left side on the bottom, second paragraph, Ubletel. Shenasal ha'estrog machmasha olo shel eit noga be'estrog v'sarit oro ubletel. Which is when a leaf went on, when it was attached to the tree, it touched against the estrog and it scratched it. 
So it's a leaf scratch. Even if it sticks out above the rest of the Esau a little bit, the stipler says that it's kosher. V'tamu's reason is mishum shekov letel murgush sas b'mishmu shayad gam in eno gavoa. Because every letel, any scratch from a leaf will be felt by your hand, even if it's not sticking above the rest of the esrog. V'lochein behechrech shekavonas ha'shulchanaruch. Therefore, you have to say the intention of the shulchanaruch. Ba'meshe kostav shemakomo nikur b'mishush shu gavoa me'esrog. That which he says, the chazaz is a problem because you feel it above the rest of the esrog. That's where there's some kind of wound on the esrog and it's recognizable by feeling it. But not a bletel, which is a regular scratch, which even if it's flat on the esrog, you feel it. So even if it is a little bit off the esrog, it'll also be okay. And he brings the same idea from a missing Karelis that a bletel would be 100% fine. I'd like to see a very short Bialacha, the last line on page Kuf Yudches, as we turn to page 236. We said in the Machaber that, in the Ramah, that the reason why they would be okay is because they're Nechshovim Mare Esrog. When you have this, Chazazis, in Ashkenaz it's called Mul, so the reason why it's okay, according to the second sheet in the Ramah, is because it, it has the appearance of their esrog. Why? Because the regil and leos harbekach, it's so commonplace on the esrog, that's considered the matter of the esrog. Says the Bi'alacha, the nechshov and matter esrog, ayin bebir hagra dahainu. Look in the bir hagra that it means to say, afal pi she'ein marezeh shovel l'shar mekomos ha'esrog. Even though where this chazazis, where this mul is, it's not the same appearance as the rest of this esrog, since it is considered the Mara of an Esrog in general, it is Kosher. So it doesn't mean it looks exactly like the rest of this Esrog, but it's considered the appearance of an Esrog that's going to be Kosher. We'll end with note number 91, which is across the page 236. He writes, which we just discussed before, She'enam Gevoim. Here in the case, we have these scratches from the leaves that are not raised off of the esrog. Rabbi Yosha says, Even if they are spread throughout the entire esrog, the esrog is kosher. Since it is very commonplace to have these marks that are created by the leaves throughout the esrog, that's considered the matter of the esrog. And therefore it says the Chazet, that says Yashiv, Odif Lito Esrog Yofe Imbletloch, it's better to take a nice shaped Esrog with the Bletloch, Measher Esrog Beli Bletloch, Aval Gidulu Eino Noekokach. Rather than find one that's clean, it has no Bletloch, but the growth of the Esrog is not so nice, it's not a nice shape. Better to focus on the shape and not worry about the Bletloch, says Yashiv, then worry about having no blood look and having the shape not so nice. So here we have learned tonight a couple of very important points. Number one is the blood look. The post can tell us that it's 100% fine. No matter where it is on the esrog, no matter how many there are, even if they are a little bit off, the stipple said it was fine. And we also see, we saw of Chaim was mocked for himself to look with a magnifying glass, but all the other poskim, Rabbi Yashev, the Chazanish, seem to say that there's absolutely no reason to be checking for any kind of marks with a magnifying glass. If it can't be seen by your eyes, we're not machshavit as a problem, it's not a lack of hudr, and therefore the magnifying glass seemingly is not really necessary when you are checking your estro. We will stop here, and we'll continue with Hashem tomorrow with Sif Yudalit. You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. 
for other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including Mara Mekaymas on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.